Welcome to the Wildly Terrible Podcast. I'm Holly. Oh, and you're Esther. This is not how I we do Esther. this introduction. No, it's fine. I am so tired. Why are you tired? Last week we were like recording during a weird time and I was like, this is low energy for me. And it's true because now we're recording at our normal time, but I accidentally stayed up really late finishing a book that freaking Logan... Our friend Logan, Cards Made Mirror, sent both of us a copy of this book, The Diviners by Libba Bray. And I stayed up till like 1040 reading it, which doesn't sound that late, it was, dear listener. It was 2 p.m. my time. And I was like, why are you still awake? Yeah. This is, that's wrong. Yeah, this is wrong. Because my normal Wednesday morning strategy is wake up at 4 lay in bed looking at Instagram for half an hour to try to get my brain to turn on, come downstairs, uh-huh. make some coffee, then set up recording stuff. And so yeah. I knew that I had to wake up at four and yet still at like 10, 10 o'clock, I was like, okay, I have a hundred pages left. I can totally whip through this. And I did. I forced yeah. myself through the last 100 pages because it was also like terrifying. It's like a little right. bit. So it's a really cool book, Esther. And I'm excited for you to read it too, because I think you'll really like it, but it's like, Kind of like a occultist thriller that takes place in the 20s. And Ooh, okay. the big bad is legitimately scary. Okay. <laughs> and I like I couldn't go to sleep till I knew he was gone, Esther. <laughs> well, Logan told me that it was a lot like Friend Fisher from Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries. Like it's very much that sort of like aesthetic. And I was like, yes, I'm already into it. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. And the there's so much cool world building and there's a lot of really good characters and it's part of a series. And I know that we have listeners who have read it because a lot of people were telling me that they loved it on Instagram. So apparently yeah. it's a really good audiobook too. But literally, Esther, I was like oh. scared. Like I was jumping at like, Mac adjusting herself on her bed. Like I was legitimately scared. So I could not stop. Reading. Okay. But okay, it's well, led to me wait. being very punchy this morning. So we'll see. Okay. Well, that. that's good. We're already like laughing it off our like script already. So. Yeah. We're already like totally messing stuff up, but whatever. That's what yeah. happens. I can't, you can't tell somebody who is already a fast reader and also is terrified to go to sleep at a reasonable hour. Like obviously the only solution is just finishing that freaking book. Push through it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Love it. Yay. <sighs> so we'll see how this goes. I'm sure it'll be fine. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. It's fine. As always, it's going to be fine. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Actually, every single time we have an episode where one of us is like, wow, I was really losing my entire mind. People are like, you guys were on fire (laughs) it's like the sleep deprived like brains are coming through for us exactly exactly so it'll be great and also it's my turn to pick a card of the day it is so but seriously i can't wait for the problem is that if i send you this book soon you won't get it for like a thousand years (laughs) yes which (laughs) is the problem because i really need you to read it right now yes I almost bought the audiobook version because so many people were like, oh, this is one of the best audiobooks I've ever listened to. Oh. Which is like high praise. I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can do creepy like audiobooks anymore because I listened to a podcast that was kind of like creepy and like on an airplane on the way like visiting home and I'm like, eh, this is not my favorite. <laughs> Which one was it? Not Piper Town. 
Look at me putting you on the spot. Was it? Li- I know. Like Limetown or something? Limetown. Yeah. Lim- Limetown. Yeah. Yeah. Limetown is creepy. And it ends in it a really creepy. like abrupt. It way. ends in, like, and that was like the last episode. Like I had listened to most of it before going back to the States. And then like, I was like, okay, Esther, you're saying like the last four for the airplane. <laughs> you need something to listen to for 14 hours. And then I was like, nope, never again. After I finished this, nope, nope, nope. Oh, man. So I really love audio horror, like podcasts that are scary. And I do not watch scary movies. Like, I can't handle it. But I love a good scary podcast. I think it's the, the, the audio thing makes me even more jumpy. Because they like, can do really all of the, like, ambient noise music yeah. and stuff. Well, and especially, like, Limetown, they had um, the, like, actual gunshots at one point. Oh, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. I'm not here for that. Like, <laughs> yeah, I struggle with that. But so like the, my two favorite, uh, actually, I mean, I don't even want to give one recommendation because it ended so stupidly that I like, I'm mad. And people who listen to this probably can already guess what podcast I'm talking about when I start with saying it's a good audio horror. And then it ended really poorly. <laughs> How I met your mother. took me completely by surprise. <laughs> I'm actually equally as mad about okay, this okay. podcast ending as I am about how I met your mother. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that somebody's created like a super cut trailer of how I met your mother as a I horror think, movie. <laughs> yeah, I think probably I think I've seen it. <laughs> But no, I was talking about the black tapes, which is really cool because it kind of starts as like a, like a, oh, it's a journalist who's doing this thing. And it's all done through sort of interviews and like investigative journalist methodology, but it's obviously scripted. Um, And it was, it's really scary and super good. And then the last season, they like turn it into a really stupid, like stand situation between two of the main characters and it's just about whether or not they will get together in the end or not and it's like you cheapened this entire thing so that's like one that i am warily suggesting but the magnus archives which is a british kind of variation on a similar idea is really creepy and really really good and the voice actors in it are so fantastic and i don't know but i like if i see Horror, I full-blown can't handle it, but I can listen to uh-huh. horror and read horror all day long. Not all day long, obviously, because it made it. Because <laughs> then she, she'll be up all night long. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, and then there's also like a new podcast from Gimlet. I don't know if you if this popped up on any of your feeds, but it's called like the Scaredy Cats Horror Show or something. Oh, I think so, yeah. And it's like a recap podcast, like one horror lover, uh, one horror novice, and then usually a guest. Like the first episode had, um, oh my God, what the heck's his name? I'm so obsessed with him. Uh, Jason Manzukis as the oh, uh-huh. guest host. And they basically watch a scary movie and then talk about it with a person who's like never been able to handle scary movies. It's really fun. Ooh. Sorry, this is like turned okay, into okay. a podcast recommendation podcast all of a sudden, rather than me just playing <laughs> a freaking card. Well, we can tag all those people. Maybe they'll share about our podcast. On <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's related to our first question, right? It let's is. Pull a, let's pull a card for the episode and then we can do the first question. <laughs> 
love it. Oh my God. How I met your mother. That was the funniest thing that's ever happened in the whole entire day. <laughs> and it's only like, we've only been awake for three hours. Probably. <laughs> I've only been awake for an hour and 21 minutes. Okay. <laughs> ah, yikes. I'm losing my mind. Okay. So judgment. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> That'll judgment. be interesting to see how it plays out. <laughs> I know. We'll see. Because sometimes judgment is really good and sometimes it's like really bad. So. Well, yeah. And I feel like it's kind of funny because we haven't even said this because we weren't sure if your box was going to get to you or not. But oh yeah, the deck that we're reviewing today is a deck that we feel really connected to the initial one. So it's kind of like be- yeah. become part of our lives in some yes. ways. We're reviewing the Everyday Witch Mini Tarot. Yeah. So that's kind of judgmenty to kind of come yeah. full circle and talk about that. Yeah, full circle and a little and circle. Do you hear me pronounce circle? <laughs> circle. Circle. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So our first question from the episode is from Veronica. This is a Instagram question. They say, Hello, Holly and Esther. Logan, Logan comes up again. This is a Logan themed episode, apparently. Yeah. He's going to listen to it in like a month and a half and be like, wow, you guys talked about me a lot. That's kind of creepy. Yeah. Sorry. It didn't happen on purpose. Yeah. (laughs) Logan recommended I reach out to the two of you. I would love to ask you for some advice and guidance if you have the time to offer it. I just launched a Patreon and I'm trying to make tarot a more sustainable piece of my business because I love it so much. But at this point, I honestly don't know how to best build community or maintain a tarot tribe. I'm just working to be more intentional and consistent, but the business side of this is pretty new to me. Do you have any advice for how to build a community or how to make Terry more consistent and intentional part of your life and work? It's a lot of, couple of different things. Yeah. So we, before we decided to answer this question on the podcast, it was something that like you and I talked about because it's so awkward to talk about kind of like the intersection between doing something that you really, really like doing and then also trying to like create a revenue stream from it. You know what I mean? Right. Right. And I talked about this a little bit on the talk witchy to me podcast because I just got all up in my feelings about it. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like related to the fact that it took us so long to get the sacred creators Oracle from Chris Ann, even though we both wanted it and thought it would be useful. It was just like, even with this, we've been podcasting together for two years and wildly tarot has been out for a year and a half longer, slightly longer than a year and a half. Um, and it took us a really long time to even feel comfortable with like having a conversation about creating an LLC, which we just started the process of. (laughs) And it's been like a year and a half of us, like having a Patreon and selling stuff and having this sort of like thing feel official. (laughs) Right. Right. Because neither you nor I kind of started out to make anything a business like beforehand you personally had like your etsy shop for readings yeah which i think i sold one to you and then like four other readings <laughs> right you know so it wasn't that you were intentional about making a business no, you were just no, like no. hey i like doing this and this is nice little money on the side whatever and so like for this to become a business kind of like happened along the way it wasn't something that we set out to do from the beginning we set out to do something that we loved and create something that we enjoy doing together well and we wanted people to listen obviously because what else is the point of like having a podcast but I think that our goal with it was just so that like 
like we had a way of justifying deck purchases to ourselves. I'm just kidding. That's like number five <laughs> on the list, not number one on the list. I think like, but we, when we started the podcast, it was kind of like, is there a tarot podcast that we feel that connected to that's kind of jokey and like talks about things in a lighthearted way and like all of those sorts of things. And as a format, answering audience questions is not new. So that seems like an easy right. fit because we're both, interested in giving advice anyway and also yeah. like tarot so it seemed like it made the most sense but even like when we even when we first started our patreon and we started doing like the original wildly tarot deck in the full size every decision that we've made has been about like having that stuff be available for people rather than like trying to make it something that we make money from at least the yeah. like for the wildly tarot stuff like those wildly tarot decks we intentionally are keeping as inexpensive as possible and we mm -hmm. for a really long time were kind of taking a loss like the patreon money was covering the cost of each deck that we were sending out to people it, like it's like a learning process yeah exactly <laughs> sorry that was like and then like now that i've said all that i feel like really really embarrassed that i was so open about the money stuff because that's not something that people really like to talk about everything is supposed to come in the spiritual world like so easily like we're right. accessing people that need our messages right now and everything is happening for a reason. And like the idea that we could also be trying to grow listenership and like maybe do a better job of creating relationships with publishers or sponsors, which we are so lackadaisical about. Like all of that <laughs> stuff is things that I feel like people don't really like talking about. But I think that there needs to be like some realistic expectations, like just honestly, Whenever you look at other, most other tarot, like, Patreons or businesses, everyone's sort of doing similar things. But what can you offer as a tarot business or your tarot practice, like, with a Patreon? What can you offer that's different than everyone else? Yeah. Figuring out your unique voice is really important. Right. Because, like, I mean, just realistically, almost everyone's offering tarot readings. We offer tarot readings for a tier. Yeah. You know, so what makes it different, you know, than someone like Cosmic Creeper who does tarot readings for her patrons and things like that. So how can you make what you offer different? How can you educate others through your Patreon? And I don't like you hate saying it like marketing yourself, but you have to make yourself stand out and be different. Well, and I think like just in general, creating sort of like a community within the tarot Instagram community, like one of the mm -hmm. I noticed or both of us do this, which is we tend to not do that many like community readings on our own yeah. Instagram accounts. And I think part of that is just that uh, that doesn't interest me that much. Like I'm not mm -hmm. that interested in being kind of like a, a community reader, you know, like I, I use right. tarot for myself and I use tarot for the podcast and I use tarot for my friends and family, but like doing giant community readings, I'm not an expert in astrology. I'm not an expert in numerology. Like my voice feels more useful and kind of letting people get to know me. And I think that that's mm -hmm. why people feel connected to us is that we're sharing parts of ourselves rather than trying to say like, well, I'm keeping up these barriers about what I'm personally going through. And mm -hmm. like, so I'm only ever going to talk about sort of very general universal feelings. Like, I think yeah. about like even before mommy blogging was a thing, like when it was just like deuce, I uh -huh. obviously was not a mother when I was reading her blog, but because she was like so interesting and offering insight into her specific experience, like that's what got 
bloggers to be such a thing is that people want to read about your individual experience. And I think that Instagram is like a really good community. If you can talk about your personal stuff in some way, like you're still totally incognito, but people feel like they know you. (laughs) Yeah. And like with me, I've been able to use my voice and many times on Instagram, I won't go into like the deep depths of what my readings mean. But if you listen to the podcast, I'm able to relay more of what I'm going through personally and how tarot is impacting me at this very moment. So it's trying to like, and we didn't really even set out to intentionally like get an audience. We had just like hoped and then did some magic on the side and was like, okay, we're just in this for fun for ourselves. And we've always said, if it stops being fun, we're just going to stop because there's no reason to keep going. Yeah. And that's, it's, it's, and for us, it's not about, you know, any sort of like money. It's like, it's not even like if the money runs out, we're going to stop. Well, because no. you, I mean, I do think that it's valuable to say mostly because of my weird shame about money. We're not like making it money from this. Like this is <laughs> covering costs and making it so that like, we're not, you know, spending hundreds and hundreds of our own dollars, just like publishing stuff. So it's not like, like neither of us are anywhere close to like quitting our jobs. Like that is not, we're we're not like Scrooge McDuck, you know, swimming in gold coins. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not even like more than you teaching English on Saturdays has net you. Like this is like a lot of time and energy, but not, it's not lucrative. And I feel like like defensive for having to say that, but whatever. No, but I think it's like, keeping your expectations like what do you want out of this if it's you want a revenue stream then you need to figure out a way to get that revenue stream through tarot if it's connecting with people you need to figure out a way how to connect with people and bring them into your community and and the revenue stream you're totally right is really complicated because there are literally thousands of very similar feeling tarot readers who are offering readings for money And so you have to find a way that really that like sets you apart for that sort of thing. And that's really hard because the only way that people are getting to know you is through social media necessarily, unless you have a lot of in-person gigs, in which case congrats, but I feel like they're probably drying up a little bit in the current climate. Like it's hard to say, don't go to any of these other people come to me. And you have to really come up with ways to make yourself like incredibly unique for that. And that's why I've stopped selling readings. Like I knew that I wasn't doing enough unique stuff to sell readings anymore. It was stressing me out more than anything else because I was like, oh, how can I make this more interesting? How can I make this more appealing to people? And then I realized that like it wasn't worth the few readings I'd sell a week to me to be so stressed out about how to grow it when I already have a full-time job and a podcast and you know things that I want to do how am I supposed to stay up till 11 (laughs) reading every night if I'm trying to sell my readings more and some people respond to that stress by devaluing their readings Mm -hmm. that's not what you should do you shouldn't you know do a three card pull for five dollars like that's devaluing the reading that you're doing you know, there, there are market prices. You look at comparable, like people who are, have similar following to you, what they offer. And, you know, there are, there are ranges that are appropriate for you to receive that money. So don't devalue yourself in this yeah, process. You can, like sometimes I'll look on Etsy and I'll be like, if people are offering three card readings for a dollar 11, yeah. like, wow, yeah. talk about not putting that much value on your time because even if that was like a part-time like even if you're making minimum wage 
That would mean that you'd have what, like four minutes to do a three card reading for a client to make it valuable yeah. for you, like monetarily. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how bad and... my math is because that makes literally no sense, but <laughs> no you sense. understand what I mean. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> So like, so don't lower your expectations of yourself either. Like, yeah. oh, I deserve $5 for this three card reading. No, you as a reader, you get, you know, what you pay for essentially. So yeah. you need to figure out ways to beyond like discounting heavily your tarot readings to just set yourself apart and um, like sell, not even sell yourself because I think that's ridiculous, but just be yourself and on the side, make money with it. Well, but I so. do think that like the the real base of the whole entire thing is like you have to decide if you want the community or the money part of it. Like it's really yeah. hard to make both happen effectively because I like even like I feel like and I'm not even some like total savant about Instagram. Like I don't have mm -hmm. that many followers, but I feel like. I can tell if a reader is just trying to sell me their services and that is, it makes it harder to become friends with that person. If you feel mm -hmm. like you're also like always, you know, pressured to become a client, you know what I mean? Like if you want to build the community, build the community and maybe keep it a little bit more separate from you selling your stuff. Because once you've built the community, then it's like, easier for people to justify, I guess, supporting you. And also like, I guess it just kind of depends on what ways you're asking people to support you. But I think like right. for us, when we started the podcast, we wanted to build a community and that has really been the focus for the whole entire time. And every time, like when we started doing the Lenormand deck, we were like, is this going to make it seem like we're just trying to sell people decks? And it's like, no, because we want people to like Lenormand more and we're still keeping right. the price point affordable and all this stuff. So it's like a lot of our decisions, even the ones that have had sort of financial ramifications were designed in an effort to create more community. And so I think that like, I know it's so much easier said than done. And we're coming from a place of enormous privilege because we both have full-time jobs and right. we can just focus on putting a bunch of energy and time into community creation. But like, that's the thing that makes me the happiest. Like my birthday mm -hmm. was on Saturday and we had a thread going in the Facebook group where people were sharing pictures of their pets because Esther asked them to, which was awesome. <laughs> and it's just so fun to like, see what other people's lives are like. And all these people yeah. have this thing in common with us and you know, it, they feel like friends and that's been like the most valuable part of it. So the money stuff has been not, I think that that's why it took us so long to like think about starting an LLC or like creating some more official framework around the podcast, because it has felt like, we're just doing it for fun and for friends. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're just really two lonely people who just want like, to yeah, have lots exactly. Of people like we're us. just two people who are like sitting in their own houses, pulling cards and being like, I wonder if I could find anyone to talk to about this. <laughs> <I know. laughs> and we did. Yeah. And it's great, but yeah. it's just, it's hard because the money stuff obviously is a component of it. And I feel like if you're trying to start like a really tarot soul centered business, whatever, like you just have to come up with a way to make yourself and your offerings really unique. Like actually, so a good, I feel like there, I can think of t one really good example uh, that we supported her Patreon until she shuttered it, which was the spiral C tarot. spiral C tarot. Yeah. And what she was doing was creating really unique, almost course offerings like her yes. course offerings about ancestral or about guide work and all of these things that were sort of like similar to a class 
that mm-hmm. were available for her Patreon supporters that had a really unique perspective and a really unique layout of the information. Obviously, she's right. a really good photographer, so it was visually really beautiful. But also, the whole reason that I joined her Patreon was because of that guide challenge. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I wanted to participate in that guide challenge. So if you, like, have an area of your own practice that you feel like you're particularly adept at, maybe increasing the offerings in that area on Patreon would be a good idea. Because that's exactly like Cosmic Creeper. Like, she's an animal medicine specialist in her own practice. And that's not something that I necessarily feel that connected to. But I'm supporting her on Patreon because I love her. And also, that's an area of weakness for me. And she produces a lot of interesting content about it. Yeah. And I just joined the possibilities department, which she has like a lots of like witchy content that like is visually like worksheets and stuff like that. Yeah. Ooh, worksheets. I'm telling you. You love love a worksheet. I love a printed worksheet. Laminated is even better. You know? You know, Can you tell so Esther's a teacher? It's like I'm totally a teacher. Somebody put some effort into these worksheets. I'm so stoked. <laughs> I love worksheets. You know, so it's it's like for me, it's like always like visually compelling, educational. Yeah, it brings me a different perspective to my own practice. Yeah, I was a part of Avalon Cameron's um like witchy her witchy tier for the, like six months or something because she has a witchy practice that's different than mine. You know, so it's it's for me finding the content that's going to feed me and like what I can't get here in South Korea. Yeah. Totally. You know, so it's figuring out what gifts you have yeah, and then kind of pointing them in one direction with community. I think for me, I would recommend community first and building yeah. that community and then maybe start adding like tints, tinsy little like revenue things along the way. Yeah, totally. Because I mean, that's like the fun part is like hearing about people's pets and lives and, like interests and like I, when I started, so at first, when I first started my Instagram, I like wouldn't talk about what I did for a job even like it was, Mm -hmm. I was trying really hard to create a lot of boundaries. But the funny thing is that once I started talking about the fact that I was an academic advisor, other people who do tarot who are in higher education started like reaching out to me and becoming friendly with me via Instagram left and right, because people feel like, Oh, that's so funny. We have the same exact job and we have the same exact interest. Like, let's talk about it. Like, let's go into this. And it's just so it's become so much more rewarding for people to like be able to see those parts of you and the friendships that we're creating are super, super real. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good luck, Veronica. Hopefully we answered your question in some way. Oh, right. And our second question is from Savan. And we had a question from Savan earlier this year, but now I can't yeah. remember what it was. I can't remember the, yep. But I just remember Savan. <laughs> I just remember the pronunciation guide. So thank you, Savan. Okay. So Savan says we're officially closing on our house. So excited. Yay! Can you guys pull a card for what type of energy or what getting this house will do for our lives and also how it might help with my husband's PTSD? Okay, so I think that we could just answer each of those questions individually. What type yeah, of energy are you so. getting for the house? How it will help your lives and how it could impact the PTSD. Okay. And then if it's all like, this is the wrong house or whatever, we can just figure out a different set of questions, Savan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it okay, won't be. So- what deck are you using today, Esther? I'm using Way of the Panda from Fable's Den. Aww. Because... I remembered how cute it was and how adorable. And I just need lots of cuteness right now in my life. So. <laughs> exactly. What type of energy? Oh, I got temperance. 
Oh. Seven. Oh, I actually pulled two cards. Page of Swords and Queen of Pentacles. Oh, that's cool. I yeah. like that in the context of you like moving into a home that you just bought and like both the sort of like new things that you're going to have to learn through homeownership and also the sort of like established comfort of yeah, like being Settling in a in. space that feels so safe. Yeah. And paired with temperance, it's also kind of nice because that's so peaceful. And I think that like yeah. maybe some of the more beginner energy of the page can be kind of tempered by the confidence and calmness of the other two cards. There seems to be like a convergence of a lot of things with temperance. I yeah. Think. And this is, you know, kind of solidifying all that. I like it. Okay. So what is getting this house going to do to their lives? Okay, three of cu cups popped out and, and I, the five of wands. Look at you go, girlfriend, with all your double pulls. The, the pandas are super talkative today. Yeah, the so. pandas have some thoughts. Um, <laughs> okay, and I got the knight of wands. Oh. I like the knight of wands paired with the three of cups because it feels like this is sort of like an opportunity for moving forward in like a really productive way. Like you're excited, you're celebrating that this is happening for you. And then there's also like an element of harnessing some of that joyful energy to keep moving forward and to like create mm -hmm. change and, you know, like explore new ways of doing things and new ways of handling things, yeah. which is going to come with a little bit of conflict always just because newness frequently does. But I feel like the three of cups can outweigh the, uh, five of wands pretty easily yeah oh definitely and the five of wands in way of the panda is like a panda pile so it's just kind of just like a bunch of pandas oh just rolling God, around so not quite at, sure look at their stupid fat legs <laughs> and they can't control their bodies because they're pandas have you ever seen if you have you just watched panda videos yeah for like hours big, giant dum dum i mean i love them big. so much but they're they really can't get their legs underneath them can they, they just can't like they 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 always are moving and they're flopping around they can't control their body they're like cats so be... and that sometimes they seem part liquid <laughs> they'll just like slide yes. off of things <laughs> yes so it's like there's gonna be an element of like where you're not gonna be in control and there's gonna be lots of like fluffy chaos but you'll yeah. be okay like that three of cups and that knight of wands yeah all this excitement all this enthusiasm all of this sort of like new ways of looking at things from the earlier cards that we pulled so it's gonna yeah. be awesome yeah it will all right and then the final question is how will this help your husband's ptsd i have oh. no idea what this card is because it's, I'm using the French freaking antique oh, yeah. anatomy again. I'm what assuming is it? that it's King of Swords. Let me see. Because what else could Roy be? I'm Roy, I think, is King. Yeah, I think that's the King. Because the King, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's King of Swords. Because okay. he has he's black flowers, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think the Queen has, like, purple. And I got the Four of Pentacles, which I think is very, both very good. Yeah, totally. It's like really a space where it's just his and or not yeah. just his, but like a place where he can be a little bit more focused on himself and like mm -hmm. mastering his mind almost. Yeah. And also, I think with like the Four of Pentacles, it's that place where he can like conserve his energy, conserve like 
not necessarily like hide himself away, but sort of like feel safe in his boundaries. Yeah, totally. Well, you have a lot more control over a house that you're living in that you like, you know, bought that you're in charge of. And if that's like the energy here, then you being able to focus more on your own personal stuff rather than like landlord issues or whatever. Like you just have a lot more control over it. Exactly. Yeah. No, you still have neighbors if you own a house and it can be. <laughs> well, I mean, like neighbors that aren't like right in the next wall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Sometimes I'm still just like, oh, man, how can I get you to like me, neighbors? Jesus Christ. That's all I want. I just want people to love me. <sighs> it's so true. Okay. So, yeah, I think it'll be really helpful. It'll give more yeah. space and time to kind of focus on himself and. I think the King of Swords in this is really great, too, because I, I love like, that King of Swords. Yeah. Well, and just like the idea that there's like a mastery of your thought process is really nice when given the context of post-traumatic mm-hmm. stress disorder, like, yeah, like that takes so much work and energy. And I think that having that King energy really helps because the King energy is like, like in control and understands right. and all of those other things can fall into place once there's like that understanding and control. Yeah. I agree. And medicine and therapy, of course. Yes. <laughs> Yay. All of the above. <laughs> I, I think that's it. Yeah, I agree. Awesome. Good luck, Savon and your husband. Yeah. Okay. So Patreon shout out time after talking about Yay. our Patreon in general, we love you guys. Yeah, we, we appreciate do. appreciate you so much. Even though Esther's package is still not to her. And that was filled <laughs> with stuff that our Patreon supporters helped us provide for podcasting reasons. Yeah. Because as you can still tell, I have no mic. So. Yeah. <laughs> if you are of the witchy way, please send your energy or please ask Anthony, a.k.a. Tony, to find the package and put it on my doorstep. Yeah, because seriously. I have just been going around my house going, Tony. It's package. been three weeks since I sent. Actually, three no. Weeks. Has it been three weeks? Yeah. Two and a half. It's Two been and a half three weeks. weeks since I sent it. And it left LA over a week ago. And <laughs> oh. now it's just nowhere. So yes. we're talking Our about... Our working theory is that they're, the plane has gone down. Yeah. And that the, per- the pilot who survived is now a podcaster for Tarot. Yeah. And will be uploading episodes via Coconut... <laughs> It's like Castaway, but with podcasting instead of a Wilson ball. Like, that's all we can come up with. It's the only logical conclusion. So, yes, if you have any energy to put towards getting Esther's package to her, that would be appreciated. Um, Yes. The Patreon helps us do things like upgrade mics when needed and pay for shipping to Korea, which is... Uh, pretty expensive and apparently really, really terrible, even if you do the nicer, faster shipping. I thought it was bad before, but this three to five is turning into three to five weeks, which is definitely not what I'm we... Like, are you sure this is not... Like, if three to five units is now, like, three to five weeks. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. All right, so our Patreon shoutouts. Do you want to start? Yes, I will start with Louisa. And your card is your card is the Knight of Pentacles. DM love a acronym initial sort of name. DM your card is the King of Pentacles. 
Wow, so two court pentacles, and yeah. let's see if Christina will give us the last court pentacle, or like one of the last two. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. Christina P., your card is the nine of wands. Oh! Yay! Breaking the trend. <laughs> thank you to our lovely Patreon supporters. Uh, our yes, most thank recent you so much. thing that we posted there was a 25-minute rant about internet drama that didn't affect us. So <laughs> that's where we were last week. Um, but we are trying to make an effort to get back into the minor arcana cards for the tarot wildlying, and uh, it worked. We talked yeah. about something other than a sword, and that helped. Yeah, we're in the pentacles. Yay! Yeah, we're just, we're in charge here, you know? Like, if we yeah. don't want to talk about the swords right now, we don't have to talk about the swords right now. No, we don't. So, I think our main fine. fear is just that people are going to accuse us of spiritual bypassing. Like, oh, you don't want to deal with the hard stuff. You're too fluffy for the hard stuff. But like, <laughs> no, guys, that's fine for now. I mean, eventually yeah. we'll talk about the swords, but maybe like right this It just minute. got daunting week, week after week of talking about like, the really sad stuff like we yeah get to, we get especially week. because the way that we do the tarot wildlies are to talk about instances where we've gotten the cards and the context yeah. of it so talking about all swords was like starting to bring <laughs> some, so many some harder things. stuff so pentacles <laughs> yeah yeah pentacle we love it yeah so you can find that on our patreon along with a lot of other stuff i don't think that we talk enough about the amazing cheat sheets that esther created also we have one for tarot one for lenormand they're beautifully formatted. You can print them out. You can, you know, put them laminate in your book them. of shadows. You can laminate them <laughs> as many times as you want. Uh, yep. They are meant for our Patreon supporters. So if you're a Patreon supporter, don't like send it to all of your friends. But honestly, there's nothing we could do to stop you. We don't yeah. want you to, but also just try to be nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I really like those. I think that people should, uh, if you're a Patreon supporter and you haven't looked at them, definitely do. They're yeah. deep into the patreon feed but they're super yes. great and we have everything tagged so if you want to yeah, look for cheat true. sheets tag then just click on the cheat sheets tag and they'll come up so exactly awesome so this week we are talking about the everyday witch tarot mini by deborah blake and elizabeth alba uh it's published by llewellyn it is a miniature version of the wildly popular everyday witch tarot and this is what the publisher has to say about it. Black cats, pointed hats, and magical brooms, too. Favorable fortunes for curious witches. A fun, practical, easy-to-use tarot kit for every witch. Charming images pair with simple explanations to make this the go-to deck for anyone seeking to learn or practice the tarot. Based on the classic writer weight deck, but updated for the busy modern witch, this tarot has a whimsical air while still being dedicated to the serious job of providing answers to life's tough questions. Author Deborah Blake brings her friendly, approachable style to a tarot experience that's focused on the positive. So we've talked about the full-size version before, but we're just starting fresh with the mini version. You can find it literally anywhere that Llewellyn decks are sold. So Amazon, Barnes & Noble, local bookstores, wherever. Um... But the fun thing about it is that it is literally so small. It is smaller than <laughs> any deck that I have besides the one that's like actual like fingernail sized that our friend Rachel sent me. <laughs> um, it is the same height as a chapstick. That was really shocking to me. I was Yeah. What? So it's basically two inches by three inches. Because our Wiley Tarot deck is kind of small. Yeah. 
So it's small, but it's smaller than our Wily Tarot deck. Oh, much, much smaller than our Wily Tarot deck. Let me give you, and I'll post this on Instagram too, um, because I do think that's a good frame of reference. But look at the difference in size between these okay. two decks. Okay. Oh, hold on, this is impossible to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm struggling. Oh, wow. It's like probably a couple, maybe two centimeters narrower. But uh-huh. like an entire inch entire... shorter. Wow. Do you like me mixing my units of measurement? Like I'm Love some it. expert in the metric system all of a sudden? <laughs> Jesus Christ. But yeah, it's significantly smaller than the standard tarot deck, um, which is really fun. And also yeah. I saw that Jenna Moonlit Fay is creating a deck sized or a deck bag size specifically for like this small of a deck that's gonna be so like it's, it's like a barbie so cute. cute exactly like this would be <laughs> like a so doll good. size tarot Actually, deck you know what this would be perfect for an american an american doll, doll. <laughs> yeah. did you just say that in <laughs> yes, I, did. <laughs> we did. I said american doll but i was like i meant american girl doll. american yeah, girl like, doll this is the exact right size for an american girl doll. Uh, <laughs> oh i gave my american girl doll away to a small child and now i'm regretting it Addie, come back <laughs> I have a tarot deck for you. Um, but anyway, so they're very, they're really, really small. It's like standard cardstock, which is good. If they were any thicker, yeah. it would be literally impossible to use. The only bummer. So the, uh, the standard everyday, witch comes with a really amazing book and this does mm-hmm. not, this is just the cards. There's not even a little white book. Really? Uh, it's really, really, really just like bare bones. Um, okay. Which I do think, I do think that the Everyday Witch book was so strong that the big size has a huge leg up because of that specific thing. Like, I feel like this deck is one, the mini deck is one that people who already own the big one would be more Mm -hmm. interested in buying because some of the value of having such a really great book is lost by only having the mini version. Yeah. Yeah. But it is so freaking cute. (laughs) <laughs> so freaking cute yeah, yeah so it's in a little tuck box uh that fits it perfectly it's like it, there's like i said not a lot of additional information that comes with it it's just this little tiny deck i've had it on my desk in my home office since i got it home it was like now there's like of course eight decks up there but at the <laughs> initially um i had two it was just vendor and this one and I use this for a lot of readings that first few weeks of being in that home office because uh-huh. I really like how aligned the Everyday Witch is with RWS while also being like the publisher note says, kind of like focused on the positive. Like even the negative cards have a lot of choice associated with them. Right. Which is a nice way of looking at it when stuff feels so out of control. It's like a very comforting deck to come back to because. Yeah. Yeah. Even like the tower card, it's like the witch is looking back at you like the girl from that meme of the house on fire oh, yes. being like, <laughs> yeah, I did this. And it's yeah, kind of yeah. cool to sort of like have that level of ownership over a more negative card when everything in the world seems so out of our control. Yeah. Yeah. What are your general vibes of this deck? This is like one of the decks that feels like home. I think this is the deck that feels like home the most because after like RWS, I saw the backs of this and the back is like a witch's hat and a broom and a, cat, a black cat. And I was like, oh, I kind of want this deck. But I'm. But at that point, I didn't identify as a witch, but I was like, well, 
and maybe I should just try and just kind of see. Yeah. At that point, like witchcraft was still just like I'm not quite there yet. I read tarot is like one thing because I believe like in our spirits, but witches are. But this is cute. It's not real witches. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so like it was my first deck after RWS, and I was like, I messaged Holly. I was like, this is like a really great deck for lots and lots of different reasons. Yeah. And like it really feels like home. Like a lot of the times, like when I think of the nine of pentacles i think of the nine of pentacles from this deck yeah or like so it's like it's like embedded in my brain essentially i think i totally agree with you it almost feels like i prefer this imagery so much to the writer wade smith that it's kind of become a standard for me in some Mm -hmm. way yeah like it's just really so and that's kind of why i like the small version too it's less than ten dollars in most retail places so if you wanted to do this for like journaling prompts and like literally tape this card into a journal the way that you have with a smaller deck oh yeah you could absolutely do that with this and you'd have such a lush starting off point for journaling about each card because the imagery is so beautiful and it aligns closely enough that you're getting the same Rider Waite Smith meanings but kind of with more interesting nuances because it's Mm -hmm. like like dynamic and it feels really movement oriented. Like people are doing things and making choices and going out there. And there's like, right. Even in like a card, like the hermit, it's like, she's camping. Like it, it was right. action oriented. She's decided to kind of create this world almost. And it's not as religiously triggering either. Yeah. That's was a really big point of this deck for me is because like, I come with a lot of religious trauma from my past. And so a lot of the religious imagery in the RWS that was kind of like carried over just hard to, it was very hard for me to work through for a lot of it. So, yeah. And I actually think the first time that we talked about this, we spent a lot of time thinking about the Hierophant in the context that the Hierophant's in, in this, which is as a yoga instructor, like sitting Mm -hmm. in front of a class. And so it feels a lot more even like the relationship yeah. there is not as mismatched as the Pope figure makes it yes. and the writer Wade Smith or Tara de Marseille. So I think that the vibe is like super approachable, really cute. Cause there's cats in every image. Yeah. Uh, Jess or Elizabeth, Jessica Alba, Elizabeth Alba. <laughs> Sorry, Elizabeth Alba. <laughs> Dark angel over here. Wasn't that yeah. the name of Elizabeth or Jessica Alba's show? You wouldn't know. That was on when you were definitely not watching anything about okay, like, sexy yeah. spies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was probably not something that was allowed in your house. No, I don't think so. Especially like if she was wearing anything that revealed any sort of cleavage. Yeah. Well, what about leather pants? How did the evangelical Christians feel about leather pants? No, no, not happening. <laughs> Uh, But anyway, Elizabeth Alba is like really good at kind of like creating little Easter eggs in the cards, which I actually thought was really interesting for the mini version because those aren't lost. Like you can still look at them and say like, oh, you know, I can see these little Easter egg nuances and in the same way that you can with the full size deck, which is okay. Okay. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, Level of readings it's appropriate for. We've already talked about this, but I think that newbies would be great. I've yeah. heard or I saw maybe in our Facebook group or maybe another tarot Facebook group of somebody looking at the eight of wands and thinking, why are there figures in this? Uh-huh. So I think that like having, having the full size book to kind of get a little bit more artistic information is helpful. But I do think that now that there are so many decks that have the artist's interpretation of the traditional right. RWS meanings are available and out there. We are more accustomed to like, 
using our own knowledge of the card to understand the nuance that the creator was trying to convey. Yes. So yeah, I think that that's helpful because even like in the devil, which is one of, I know it's going to be one of your favorite cards because it's one of my favorite cards. It makes me so happy. <laughs> it's like, you know, that this, this man who's like offering these children sweets Mm-hmm. is not the same imagery of a literal devil with yeah. people in chains, but you understand that what they're saying is that he's offering these things that make you not really in control of yourself because you're being bribed or whatever. Right. Right. So I think that that's like an easy jump to make basically. Yeah. Uh, but I want to hear about your favorite cards. Okay. So we established the devil already. Yeah. I don't know why I love this depiction of the devil so much. I think Part of it for me comes from a, like a quasi-religious background where it's like, be careful, the devil can tempt you in any way. And I think that that's one thing that's in the devil card in RWS, it's left out, is that to be shackled, there has to be a moment of decision to yeah. engage in that. So I yeah. really think that's like the, an interesting part of that. Also, he's kind of sexy. He's really and so sexy. so the like, sexiness component of the devil's there. Like a pirate witch. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, like slightly cleaner than like a Pirates of the Caribbean level. But like, what would be this is no, I can't even say it out loud. I'm thinking like Captain Hook, like from the cartoon, but like a less comically evil Captain Hook. Like You're thinking of a Katie Roberts Captain Hook. (laughs) Or even Once Upon a Time. No, that's true. Oh yeah, Once Upon a Time, yeah, he was he was sexy. Okay, yes, that. But that's he has devil. short hair in that show, and I also have, okay. Well, I did watch him with the last, a wig, like, it's fine. It. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he's like a very sexy devil, so I think that that's nice because yeah. that's the interpretation that we always have about the devil, also including some of that sexuality stuff, and he conveys that very well with his yeah, handsome, handsome face and luxurious locks. Okay, I already saw this one because you used it as your um, not performance card. Example card. Example demonstration card. The Three of Cups. Yes! I love the Three of Cups in this deck so much. It's one of my favorites. I think it's so nice that it's the Maiden, the Mother, and the Crone. So that's like the other component of this deck is that they're bringing some like pagan witchery into RWS. So for this card, and then also another one, is it the World? The Sun. Oh, the The Sun. sun. Where it's like women of three ages, like the maiden, mm-hmm. the mother, and the crone, they're all celebrating together. It's like very communal feeling, and mm-hmm. I'm into it. Yeah, I I love it so much, and the cats are just amazing. Just every, uh, I'm so into cats. So so mentioning the sun, I also pulled the sun because the maiden, mother, mother, crone, but there are different ages in this one too. So yeah. like the age diversity is really good in this deck, where they include lots of like in utero and like outer utero <laughs> yeah but i do think it's worth mentioning that it isn't just women or like people who present as women there's men in the deck too oh yeah kind of like oh yeah neutral cards too I, I would be curious to see if they redid all the art now if they would include more of that sort of diversity well we well we know that there's no really no people of color in this deck either yeah that's true so that was one of the things that when we first kind of talked about this deck that there was no people of color yeah so that would be nice to have changed yeah yeah so i would hope that if they redo this that that's something that they include my next favorite card is the lovers just because it's just two people. I love that so much. And I love it. It's just just that connection. 
and the cat's tails make a heart and it makes me so happy. Well, the other cool thing about the lover's card is that there it's not necessarily about romantic love as much as it is about combining your power with another person. Like they're sitting in front of a campfire and the smoke is like twisting and colorful and beautiful. And it's like, they're holding hands. The cats are being all adorable together, but a lot of it is just coming from a place of like, look at what you can create as a team almost. And that makes it really, really beautiful. With our powers combined, we are Captain Planet. Exactly. It's so <laughs> Captain Planety. I'm into it. Yeah. I And you already mentioned the tower, and that was one of my favorites for the exact reason that she she's the one who burned this tower down. Yeah. And she's the one that's in control of the situation. There's no bones about it. So that's what I really, really enjoy that it's not like you're mourning over what like is it is lost it's more of like there is a purpose for this and i'm in control i also really love the queen of wands because this is like my first identifier card pretty much yeah, and she's a dragon. queen of dragons <laughs> and she's like wearing a pageant dress and i'm like yes i'm here for all of this <laughs> you're super there for pageant dresses that's a pretty I, I love a good dress up you have yeah. no idea. That's why we would all be participating in so many Renaissance fairs if given the yes. opportunity. Oh, I really went to Colonial Williamsburg. Costume. I crossed over. Like, there's a point where it's like, you're now crossing into 1714 or whatever, like, the thing it says. And I, like, literally cried and then bought myself a <laughs> colonial hat because I was <laughs> super into cosplay. Yeah, that's it was fine. Ridiculous. I'm into it. I really do think that if my life had just taken a slightly different path, I would 100% be on the Renaissance Fair circuit. I have so much fun at those. I know, it's so much fun. And there's a romance novel called Well Met that takes place in a Renaissance festival that I that came out last year that is so cute and so good and kind of like takes place in that world. It's adorable. Oh, I have a friend who she does it and every, I'm like, I need to do this, but in South Korea... <laughs> What am I going to do? Really just be thing. by myself. <laughs> just wandering <laughs> around alone. <laughs> in a corset and a poopy skirt. No one's, everyone's like, what's this weird American yeah, what is her doing? plan? Is that the foreign teacher that had COVID? <laughs> <laughs> is this a COVID symptom? <laughs> Did she time travel? <laughs> She's lost her mind. <laughs> Uh, I also really love this Four of Swords. This is the first Four of Swords where I actually thought of it actually being like a respite from like a storm and like yeah. resting because it's so peaceful. It's not like she's dead because in the RWS one, it's like, you're dead. Yeah, like, it's I'm sorry. so it's what it's, it's to like. me in yeah. RWS. Yeah, but this one's sort of like a, is it a Rumpelstiltskin, the one, the guy that slept for a long time? Like you're just resting and there's like cobwebs growing on her, like the, the not the growing, but. Rumpelstiltskin? Rumpelstiltskin? No. no. Rumpelstiltskin was the... Was the goblin. Weaving guy. Yeah. Yeah. Old. I'm not going to be able to come up with it, but I know who you're okay. talking about. You're talking about, okay. Yeah. The old man who lived, who slept for like 70 years. That's what it reminds yeah. me of is Maybe. because all the cobwebs. That's going <laughs> to... I'm sorry. That's going to drive me completely insane. What is it's that? Fine. Okay. Lore with sleeping man. It's by the same guy who wrote like... Um, the pumpkin man story. Wow. <laughs> uh, no, the, the head with the pumpkin, the headless horseman. He wrote the same oh, yeah, story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. This came up with several <laughs> lists of sleep paralysis stories. <laughs> Fairy tale was sleeping man. Rip Van Winkle. Rip Van Winkle. There we go. Okay. 
Oh my god, it was so easy to come up with also when you just Google fairy tale with Sleeping Man. Lore with Sleeping Man did not come up as easily. That's hilarious. But yes, Rip Van Winkle. Sorry Rip for the distraction. <laughs> Fine. Um, and like I mentioned earlier, the Nine of Pentacles to me is like the, the penultimate. Like, yeah, Nine of Pentacles. That nine of she's pentacles. just like lounging in her fucking chair, resting yeah. from the work she's done. And I love it. With her, like, that is literally what I was trying to emulate for my birthday. I'm just realizing right now. Like, wine, a cheese and fruit plate, sitting under a fruit tree, reading. Yeah, she had her wine there. She had of her book, and she's under a chair, on a chair. Yep. She's you, you achieved that. Goals. You yeah, I totally achieved that. Birthday. That was she exactly did. what I did. I loved it. <laughs> and then temperance, because I just love the contrast, like, with sweets and vegetables and a yoga pose of keeping your eyes open and trying to be peaceful but also trying to see what's going on around you so it's amazing i love that card so much and then my favorite one from the deck of course is the hierophant just because like it changed the whole entire perspective of the hierophant for me and what that relationship should be that helped heal our hierophant relationship significantly when we first saw that deck because we're like oh it can be any teacher which obviously now that we've been doing this for a while feels silly but it was no it was yeah yeah and then what cards did we have overlapping other than the tower and overlapping we had lovers the tower the three of cups and the devil okay and then my other favorite cards are the four of wands, just because it's so freaking fun. Oh, I it's love like that four witches with too. their wands up celebrating with each other. There's all these ribbons and it feels really success oriented rather than just party oriented. Like they accomplished something in some way. I love the King of Pentacles a lot. Um, oh, yes. Because he's like, there aren't a lot of dogs in this, but there's like a dog and a bull. And the bull is obviously kind of like a reference to Taurus because that's an association mm-hmm. with this card, right? Am I making that up? I don't know. No, you're not making it up. I, I think we went through that with Ethany. Yeah. And there's like cake and plants cake. everywhere. I love cake. Yeah. He just seems like such a relaxed King of Pentacles. Like a lot of the times I feel like King of Pentacles gets forced into sort of like business bitch mode, yeah. you know, like it's like a dude wearing a suit. It's like very businessy. And I like that this King of Pentacles feels so earthy and so like mm-hmm. in his body almost rather than yeah. just it being about monetary success. Yeah. And then my last one is the five of cups because I feel like it's so relatable. It's like a party oh, yeah. on the beach. <laughs> And she's focused on the three spilled cups and not focusing on the party that's literally happening behind her with like a picnic and more stuff. And I think like it was funny to look at that, you know, as somebody who normally gets birthday blues, but didn't this year because my expectations were low since we can't leave the house. (laughs) The lowest expectations possible. And so it was perfect. Like I had the best birthday I've had in a really, it was just like so much fun to just like, hear from people and I spent a lot of the day with my phone in another room so that I could just kind of focus on being outside and spending time with Nathan and Mac and it was like so 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 wonderful but I think that like this was kind of a perfect card to see right after the birthday just to think about like how you can the five of cups is like 
so important. The component that I like about the, this card brings for it is that like, you can still be excited about those other two cups. Even if you're focused on the sadness, I think a lot of the times mm -hmm. I tend to read that card as like, just look away from the sad cups. But like in this one, it's like, she probably is aware of the party that's still happening behind her, but you yeah. can still like have a moment to focus on the sad cups as long as you can break out of that too. Right. right. So I really like that definite or that, that sort of like additional information for it. Mm -hmm. oh, so good it's such a good it's just such a good deck and the little one is just so perfect and small and cute and it's like like I when we start leaving the house again I feel like this would be the absolute best thing to have like in your pocket or mm -hmm. in your purse or tucked into your bra or like it really is small enough that you could fit it in like a lot of like places if our to... friend cat can fit like a giant crystal in her bra we can fit this little deck in our bra yeah exactly exactly <laughs> um so it's just very very solid i love it and now it's time for us to pull a card that represents our relationship with the deck correct i yes. feel i feel yes i feel really pressured because i love this deck so much you're like please so, so, reflect so my love back at me i know I need you right now. I know. Please don't leave me hanging, everyday witch. <laughs> <laughs> Should we leave me shuffling? Do you want to hear me shuffling this tiny, tiny oh, yes, deck? Oh, yes, yes, yes. I want to see, hear you shuffle. Maybe this should also be something we start including is the shuffling sound. The shuffle? Just for the record. <laughs> and now for one minute of shuffling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so this is me riffle shuffling the small, small, small deck. I hope you can hear it. Oh, it's really tiny. It's a stout little it's shuffle. Like, it's like, ee, ee, ee. yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like that. And we're going to start doing you impersonating deck shuffling noises from now on. Yes. But yeah, it's I'm just a stout it. little shuffle. Yeah. Yeah. It's cute. It's so it cute. Is, it is cute. I almost got it because I thought I got Hush Tarot in today. Oh, I good. almost ordered it um, with Hush Tarot. I was like, Esther, it's fine. You don't need it quite yet. Yeah. I got the four of wands. Oh, that's so sweet. I need to for myself. I keep that. like postponing it because I don't know why. You don't want anything bad to happen. And I got justice, which is surprising, but also not surprising because it bringed, it bringed, did you listen to you that? I did. You're fine. You're doing a great job, Master. Like this deck brought everything into alignment for me, essentially. Yeah. Like, it brought like tarot, like aligning, and I love this deck. Yeah, totally solid. Okay, so next week we are going to be talking about Hush Tarot. Hush, hush, baby. Which is going to be new to both of us, but also since Esther has 13 decks just somewhere, hopefully on this plane of existence, on its way to her. And so we will be reviewing that next week. Yay! And that's our show, right? Yes. <laughs> let me pull right up my that's own. it right that <laughs> is our show oh yeah don't forget to send us your questions you can find all of our contact information at wildlytarot.com including our form with which to submit questions uh it's really nice to have them through that because it just makes it so much easier to keep track of stuff so if you have any questions or if you want to buy our decks uh, or just do a one-time donation or whatever, you can go to wildlytarot.com. Oh, another thing that we just added to the website that I think is worth mentioning is the new to tarot and new to Lenormand resource pages. So if oh, you yeah. have any friends who are like, oh, I'm thinking about getting into tarot, if you want to utilize that to direct them to like 
our episodes about those topics. So like our intro episodes for tarot and our intro episodes for Lenormand, as well as links to books and decks that we've really liked for beginners. Those websites would be an excellent thing for you to share with people um, who are starting to think about getting into it because it's all really condensed information. Yes. And also um, along the same lines, tell your friends about us. Oh, yeah. Because we do have like all these episodes about the major arcana and we would love to have their listenage ships. (laughs) Exactly. You can also (laughs) follow us on Instagram at Wildly Tarot Podcast or join our Facebook community by searching for Wildly Tarot Podcast on Facebook. And we have a Redbubble store with merch, and we're adding new merch very soon. Yeah, new we're going to have a new merch. sticker, our Wildling merch. That's going to be so yes. cute. I guess it's not just going to be a sticker, but that's how I'm, <laughs> that's how I'm envisioning it. <laughs> she, she's like, Holly's already ready for that sticker. Yeah, and I can't wait for that sticker. So you can find that link in our show notes or on our website or the Facebook group or wherever you kind of find our own stuff. Yeah, and remember, go forth and tear wildly this week. We love you so we much. We love you so much. Help me get my package to me. Tony, 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 bring my yeah. package to me. <laughs>